the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Salem Media Group Stations. AM 860, The Answer, AM 930, The Answer, and Faith Talk 57910 and FM 102.1. I'm Bill Carl, in for Bill Bunkley today, and uh, so thankful to be with you on this day after Easter. You know, it was such a <clears throat> such a strange Easter at our house. Uh, we had invited family to come down from Gainesville to enjoy a meal with us and join us at church. Uh, had a great church service. Uh, I go to church at the South Tampa Fellowship. Our pastor, uh, J.J. Johnson, preached a, a really great sermon, had a beautiful picture taken, and, of course, that was all up on social media before you could uh, blink your eyes. And there was so much that was so beautiful about celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But it was also a very strange Easter, very personally for me. Uh, before we left out the door that, that morning, we'd been so busy, you know, making breakfast for everybody and getting everything uh, together. Uh, my wife pulled me aside and she says, you know, don't don't say anything in front of the kids because our kids are still are still pretty young. She said, there's something that's happened in Sri Lanka. And as you know, if you follow the headlines, that something that has happened in Sri Lanka uh, was the bombing of a number of churches, Christian churches and hotels on Easter Sunday. And now we're looking at well over 300 people who have died, uh, hundreds more who have been injured. And it is just, there's so many ways to look at this and to mourn this and to be upset about it. Uh, Mike Pompeo has stepped up and said, hey, listen, here in America, we are uh, on the side of stopping terrorism wherever it crops up. Um, you see in Sri Lanka where reports have come out that the government had been notified that they had advance notice that this could and probably would happen within a couple of hours of the incidents. They had rounded up pretty much everybody involved because they knew where the safe houses were. They knew where these terrorists were and they, they, they were ready to, why, I guess the question is why can't we have, uh, this prevented rather than make all these arrests afterwards. So you have that aspect of it, which I'm sure we're going to get to uh, more in depth during the program. But as a Christian, and you may not be a Christ follower, I uh, here on our uh, answer stations, we have a number of people of goodwill listening who are of different faiths. But as a Christian, this is a struggle to respond on several levels. And so to kind of Help me dive into that is uh, Pastor Ken Witten. He's the pastor of Idlewild Baptist Church uh, here in the Tampa area and the host of Living Truth. You hear that on our sister station, Faith Talk 570 and 910, weekday mornings at 930 and again in the or at 9 a.m. Sorry, weekday mornings at 9 a.m. and again in the evenings at 6 p.m. And uh, Pastor Witten, just such a strange day for for us at our house. On one hand, celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
On the other hand, knowing that our brothers and sisters in Christ are going through such a terrible time on the other side of the globe. You know, Bill, I appreciate you bringing it to the attention of us because we all are part of the body of Christ, and the Bible is very clear about when one part of our body hurts, uh, we all hurt. And we have brothers and sisters in Sri Lanka and the surrounding areas of there that uh, are really, really hurting today. I actually was preaching on, uh, about Thomas and doubts and people who have questions about what's going on and some of the injustice even of the world and that has it really made a difference and we we have just living doubts even strong believers can have doubts and i wasn't talking about doubting thomas i was just talking about devoted thomas and honest thomas because that's the way god wants to be and i and i and i said to them from the pulpit because that happened between eight thirty and 9 o'clock our time in the morning and i said take sri lanka and i said you know 200 uh, people killed 400 and at that time. I think they said 460 some had been injured. And of course, a lady from Sri Lanka comes to me right after the service said, "Is that true? Are you were you just kind of just throwing a country's name out there?" And I said, "No, ma'am. It, it is true. It just broke." So I was felt a little bad. I was speaking about her country, didn't know, and she has family there and brokenhearted. But in the body of Christ. Bill, we, we all are brokenhearted. We have to understand that right now, 200 million people right now face persecution for believing in Jesus Christ in our world. And and by the way, according to Christians in Crisis International Ministry, which is a prayer advocacy ministry, they will tell you that 60% of those people are children. And so there's there's something we can do. We, we don't know them, but we can do something and, and I believe that's probably the heart of where you're wanting to get to today is what can we do in the body of Christ when we're so far away? Well, one of the things we can do, and the Bible tells us we can do, is, is we can pray. And, and if I might just add a couple of words just as a pastor, how do you pray for those people? You know, in the book of Ephesians, Paul tells us um, we can pray for our brothers and sisters who are under attack. I think, number one, we can pray persecuted believers would know the hope. That God gives them, and Ephesians one eighteen says that. I think we could pray Ephesians three sixteen. It talks about the Holy Spirit that will strengthen them. I think thirdly, we can pray persecuted believers would just know how much God loves them, mm-hmm. and we we get that in Ephesians three seventeen. And then of course in Ephesians chapter six, it says that we can pray that they would know how to share the gospel, and we need to pray in these days that the gospel go forth and what the enemy meant for evil. God will mean for good, and, and terror and the evil and the enemy does not have the last word. The Lord Jesus has the last word. And then I, I think we can pray for practical needs, like we can pray that somehow there will be more access to the Bible there in, in places that are persecuted. And we can pray that they will have courage in their homeland to continue. These folks were celebrating a day that was holy and sacred to them. And, and it's not by accident this happened on Easter. They will bruise his heel, that first Genesis 3.15 prophecy says, Bill. And he said, there will be enmity between your seed and his. Well, that's strange. We don't talk about a woman and her seed. We talk about mm-hmm. a woman and her egg. We talk about man and his seed. They're talking about the Lord Jesus. And, you know, the cross, they did bruise Jesus' heel. But I'm telling you, when he opened that tomb in the grave and he came out, he crushed his head. 
Amen. And it's not by accident that this happened on Easter. This was Satan's way of saying, I hate this day. And I tell you, we just as believers need to rally together and remind ourselves. You know, it was the president of of France, uh, Emmanuel uh, Macron, who said after the after the fire of Notre Dame, when he said to his the Par- Parisians there in Paris, here's what he said. He said, we need to be reminded that that which we think is indestructible can still be touched. Mm. And we need to remind ourselves. That's in Sri Lanka. But there's nothing stopping from something happening in Tampa next Sunday or next week or tomorrow. And we just need to be vigilant be, and be alert and be sober-minded, knowing that our roaring lion is seeking who may devour but we have the gospel. We have the power of Christ, and we need to pray what the enemy meant for evil. God will mean for good. Let's talk about this, Pastor Witten. In terms of reaction, as you were speaking, uh, some of the imagery that came to my mind as we last week, of course, we walked through the passion of Jesus Christ. As we yeah. have the account uh, in the garden where Peter attacks the servant of one of the high priests and cuts his ear off, and then... Right. Jesus immediately heals that servant. Uh, you have an example uh, of Christ going through uh, his his crucifixion, his torment, uh, refusing retribution. Uh, you have uh, the passages in Matthew chapter 5. You've heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So we have this, and to some it may seem like... Uh, a paradox, but on one hand, there is justice, and we need to protect ourselves, and uh, we need, in all instances, to be able to provide an environment for people to worship freely. Uh, this is this is just who we're supposed to be, and yet, on the other hand, there is the reaction that we are called to for those who harm us, who hurt us, who hate us, and it is the opposite reaction than many others might say. Somebody might say, "Hey, listen." They got at you first. Go get your revenge or go take them out. So talk about that. Maybe it's not even a paradox, but give me some reflection on that. Well, I, 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 the, the Bible of the Lord Jesus is great about balance. I mean, he didn't just say pray. He said watch and pray. And, and I think there is some responsibilities that we have. There is, the, there is the, of course, the sovereignty of God. And, and, and theologically, Bill, it's called an antinomy. You know, Acts 2.43 says that Jesus Christ's death on the cross was according to the plan and purpose of God. And then it says, but he was delivered up to you, and he was crucified with wicked hands. And right there in that one verse is a great reminder that there's the sovereignty of God and there's the responsibility of man, and they're, they're good friends. They don't argue with each other. And so should we protect ourselves? Of course, should we do everything we can to make sure that we pass laws that we're safe? And should the United Nations and and those people, should we continue to rally around that religious freedom is, is, is free for all? Of course we should. But what happens when that's violated? What is our responsibility as believers? And, of course, you expect this pastor to say that, but the Lord Jesus would say it. Revenge is the very last thing. On the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Stephen was persecuted. He was stoned. His same words with Jesus' words. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, where did Stephen hear that? Where did he know to hear that? 
You heard it from the cross. Mm. Our responsibility is, Father, forgive them, because this is not our home. This is not our kingdom. We have another world, and we're strangers in this world, and we will be treated as strangers. And the whole book of First Peter is all about that, that we are a peculiar people. And Peter is reminding us this is not our home. We might think we're welcomed here, but we've never been welcomed here. We are strangers, Peter says. We are aliens. Now, we are enough peculiar Christians, and we ought not be peculiar, <laughs> my friend. But let me tell you something. There's a difference between peculiarity and odd and, 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 and strangers. And so we can be on the stranger part because we are. We're foreign. They don't understand us. They don't understand when we love when they hate. They don't understand when we bless when they curse. They don't understand that. And that is the life and the mark of a believer in Jesus Christ. We ought to do everything to keep children, families, uh, churches, uh, of all religions, by the way, safe. Because, because we know who is the truth and the way and the life. We are not threatened by anybody else's religion. Um, but we also are the ones, because we know that truth, need to be obedient to that truth. And that is this. As Peter would say, when Jesus was beaten and slapped, he did not revile in return. He did not strike back in return. And, you know, that's the character that comes from the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. That's, that says we have a home. We know where we're going. Uh, interesting, the day they were celebrating the resurrection, they didn't know they'd be celebrating their own. Wow. And, um, that's strong. That's so a strong we, word, we, Pastor. We well, thank Amen. you, buddy. And we're and listen. If you'd let me, can I just lead us in prayer? And just can we pray for those folks? Right I'll tell now? you what. Here's what I'd like to do. We right. actually have to. We have to jump out for a break here. Not a problem. But maybe you could jump back this, in no, coming no, in please, next break. Well, I tell you something. Either that, or I could just pray on my own and leave these people. <laughs> and they tell that they can pray too. Bill, it's always a joy to talk to you. Thank you so very much. God bless you, Pastor God Ken Whitten is a pastor of Idol Wild Baptist Church, and you hear him on our sister station, Faith Talk five seventy nine ten and FM one hundred two point one, every weekday morning at nine during Living Truth. We'll be back with more in a minute. The Tampa Bay National Day of Prayer Council and Pray Tampa Bay invite you to the annual Tampa Bay National Day of Prayer Brunch, Thursday, May 2nd, at Armature Works in Tampa. This year's keynote speaker, Phil Cook, an internationally known author, speaker, and media producer, has a passion to see the church thrive in today's ever-changing world. Join us at the Tampa Bay National Day of Prayer Brunch, May 2nd, at Armature Works. Reserve your seats today at tampaprayerbrunch.com. Imagine your increase in sales with your website at the top of search engines getting first crack at millions of potential customers. We know how to make that happen. We're Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness with ideas to dramatically grow your profits. Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundtampa.com, surroundtampa.com. 
Connecting you with new customers. We're here at creditrepair.com, the most recognized name in the industry when it comes to resolving credit report issues and getting that credit score up. With me, i got Aaron. Aaron, what happens when people call creditrepair.com? A lot. Just one call gets any listener a free credit score, free credit report, and a free personalized credit evaluation right over the phone. In just a few minutes, you'll know exactly what's hurting your credit and get a personalized game plan to help restore it. And that can make a huge difference when it comes to getting those things that we want, like a new car, a new house, or even a brand new job. Absolutely. Your credit score is one of the first things lenders look at, and our proven process can help remove those unfair or inaccurate items, like late payments and collections from your credit report. In fact, on average, people who have used our service have seen significant improvement in their credit scores month after month. What are you waiting for? Call creditrepair.com today. Call 800-851-5318. That's 800-851-5318. 800-851-5318. Go Carlin for Bill Bunkley today. Thank you so much for listening. AM 860, The Answer, AM 930, The Answer, and Faith Talk, 57910, and FM 102.1. Uh, did I say AM 570? I did, didn't I? That's a lot of numbers all in a row to remember. And i got to tell you, the older I get, the harder it gets. But anyway, it's uh, it's awesome to have a chance to be with you. You and I don't get to talk uh, very often. Still, you know, we were talking about Sri Lanka and all of that uh, and happening on Easter, and it's, again, it's kind of juxtaposed up to what was a really great Easter at our house. And so just really mixed feelings. We'll talk more about that later and see what more news comes out. You know how this works, especially these days when news begins with somebody has a cell phone with a camera and they shoot a picture. And then pretty soon we all uh, jump to whatever conclusions it is we jump to. But the more they get into this, the worse it looks, uh, in, both in terms of the death toll, the injuries, uh, and really the ability to possibly have stopped this attack. Uh, again, uh, news outlets, New York Times among them, reporting that uh, that this, the government of Sri Lanka had information days in advance that this attack was being planned. They who knew who the players were. They knew where their safe houses were. They knew where they came and went, how they would move about to be able to meet with uh, their spouses, with their wives and their girlfriends. And within two hours of these explosions, they had these terrorists lined up and, and captured. And now it's easy to jump to a conclusion, I guess in one sense, the government of Sri Lanka, from everything that I have read, is predominantly a Buddhist, it's a predominantly a Buddhist culture. Um, and then the rest of the minority faiths there are Islam, Christianity, and there are a number of folks uh, from that are of Tamil descent that come out of India. Uh, so you're going to be looking at probably some level of Hinduism there. So it's not like this was a predominantly Muslim government uh, that uh, failed to catch this. But the question is, and this has to be held to account, I don't know, this is where you get into questions of national sovereignty, international law. But at some point, if you know, you have to do something. 
you have to you have to step up and 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 stop it before it happens and listen i'm all about rights uh, you know especially in our country you have a right not to be falsely arrested but if they know it's going to happen then they need to stop it just like here recently uh columbine high school there was a young lady obviously mentally disturbed uh had gotten together weapons and they knew about this they were able to prevent that attack by getting to her before it happened and it just seems to me and i just don't i don't understand where this line is that they can't cross when you know this is going to happen and you don't stop it um and i'm not a big as a christian and again you may not be but i'm not the guy who feels like there's a boogeyman around every corner. I'm not the guy who gets mad uh, because in a public school classroom, maybe they teach uh, a world religion survey class and they kind of cover everybody. And I feel like all aggravated because uh, my faith isn't the one that's the predominant faith, that kind of stuff. Look, we're all here. And, you know, there's, there's a level at which we'll, you know, this is just, it is. I, I'm not a, I'm not mad because Starbucks took the uh, Christ- Christmas symbol one time off of their red coffee. It doesn't bother me if you say happy holidays to me. But when you have information that Christian churches and hotels where Westerners are staying and it's really, it's it's not just an attack against a religion. It's an attack against Western culture in general that went on there. There were a number of luxury hotels uh, that were bombed in that too. And you know that's coming and you don't stop it. Then there has to be something going on there. There has to be some level of um, at least toxic apathy. And I'm thankful the guys like Mike Pompeo are saying, hey, here in America, we're willing to step up and stomp this out wherever it is. I like the sentiment of that. Maybe I like that in principle. I just don't know how you implement that. I mean, how many wars do we have to fight? How many places do we have to go? We have to go to make that happen. At some level, lies the responsibility lies at the at the feet of the Sri Lankan government as this plays out and don't think that we're going to go to the United Nations and get any help with this i mean really so much of that and i <laughs> the united nations to me in so many cases is an excuse for really rich people and powerful people to send their nephews, their nieces, their sons in ne'er-do-wells to go live in New York City for a couple of years and just kind of hang out. I, I, I don't see at this point a whole lot of usefulness. It's like when they send UN peacekeepers somewhere and then a, a battle breaks out and the peacekeepers keep no peace. They just kind of hang back with their bulletproof vests and hope they don't get clipped. And so... I don't, I don't know. I don't mean to be cynical. I don't mean to be in any way uh, derogatory of any other nation's governments. But at some point, come on! So, I don't know. It's been a crazy Easter. Um, 
and again, there's that tension that we had at our house yesterday of, at one hand, because the kids are there, we're celebrating, we're hiding Easter eggs, we're finding them, we're having a big ham and deviled eggs and dessert, and knowing at the very same time that, at least in my faith, those who are my brothers and sisters within that faith are experiencing a very different kind of Easter on the other side of the world. Mm. We'll see how this develops and see what happens and see what can come out of this in the future. But right now, I am thankful that our government wants to step up. I just don't know what that looks like. We'll see. Coming up on the program uh, today, we've got some more going on locally with uh, our mayor's race here in the city of Tampa. And if you don't live in the city of Tampa, how does it affect you? Well, I can tell you right now that Tampa is the biggest population base or the largest city within the Tampa Bay Clearwater uh, Metroplex and then going down into Sarasota and Venice, uh, that what happens here, at least in some way, does bleed over. In terms of the city's economic viability, what happens in the future, and what that does to the economic base of our entire community. We're going to see what happens with that. And what does it mean when everybody says one candidate will win, but only 16% of people who could vote show up to the polls? We'll talk about Elizabeth Warren as all of the candidates continue to gather for the Democratic nomination. They're just throwing out promises. Here we go. Woo! Bread to everybody in the Coliseum. (laughs) And we're going to forgive all the student loans, too. Really? Interesting. Talk about that more on the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl filling in. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Supreme Court will tackle the issue on whether the main federal civil rights law that prohibits employment discrimination applies to LGBT people. The U.S. State Department confirming that at least four Americans were killed in a series of Easter Sunday bombings that rocked Sri Lanka. The department says that in addition to those killed, several others were seriously injured. Nearly 300 people total were killed in the explosions. Kansas' new Democratic governor, Laura Kelly has vetoed a measure that would require abortion providers to tell patients about a disputed treatment to stop a medication abortion after it's been started. Starting in May, the U.S. will impose sanctions on five countries if they continue to import oil from Iran. China, India, and Japan, South Korea, and Turkey have received exemptions from the U.S., but that's coming to an end. This is SRN News. Do you have stretch marks due to pregnancy or rapid weight gain but can't find a product that works? Stay tuned because the next 60 seconds will change everything. Celtrixa is a scientific breakthrough that dramatically reduces the appearance of stretch marks anywhere on the body. And for a limited time, we're looking for 100 women in this listening area to try it risk-free. Just call 1-800-519-9436. The first 100 callers are guaranteed a risk-free trial. Lines are open. Call now. The proven ingredients in Celtrixa help visibly reduce even the darkest stretch marks. The results are so important. 
impressive. Women who've tried it say it's life-changing, and now it's being offered risk-free to this station's first 100 callers. Celtrixa is not available in stores, so call immediately to see if you're one of the first 100 callers and try it before you buy it. To find out how you can try Celtrixa free for 30 days, call 1-800-519-9436. If lines are busy, please try again. 1-800-519-9436. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. Join Dennis Prager on the Stand with Israel tour. Book today at 800-247-1899. 800-247-1899. Or click on the Stand with Israel banner at letstalkfaith.com. Steve was parked too close to the baseball field. One foul ball. On the spot. He called 813-96-GLASS, 813-96-GLASS. If it's chipped or cracked, we'll buy it back. We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Auto Glass America. Up to $100 cash back with comprehensive insurance. For some people, difficult transitions like retirement, divorce, or loss of a loved one may contribute to feelings of hopelessness or even thoughts of suicide. The risk of suicide is even higher for men over 50 who served our country, guys like me. Support from friends and family makes such a big difference. Every day, your actions could help save a life. Learn how you can help at VeteransCrisisLine.net. the bill bunkley show i'm bill carl filling in this afternoon thanks for joining us we just had that spot from auto glass america jose and i think i'm actually gonna you know the one that uh you know and cash on the spot so missy got a pebble up off the road the other day and it dinged the windshield it's not the whole crack but it's that little chip that you get yeah and so i'm kind of uh between the war of the jingles now Okay, all disclosure, Autoglass America, <laughs> is a, they are an advertiser with us. So I'm yep. just going to say that right here. But the, what intrigues me is the cash on the spot part. And I'm thinking about calling that number, that 18, what is it, 813-98-GLASS. 98 or 96. 96. Yeah. Figure that out. We have to look. Now we have to, because Mark Lecker over in sales will be so angry with me if I get this number wrong. And I don't blame him. Uh, look that up really, really quick. Where are we at with that? One moment. You you have to. We have to get the number right. 
<laughs> He's like, no, 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 tell me. Okay, anyway, we'll get the number right. But but when they come out to fix Missy's glass, I'm going to look at the guy, and he's going to tell me everything, and I go, where's my cash on the spot? 813-96-GLASS. Ah, it's 96-GLASS. 813-96-GLASS. For Auto Glass America. Cool music. You got to admit that. I know. The, actually, I think the guy who did that jingle is here in Tampa. His name is uh, Tim Fowler, I believe. Yeah, good stuff. With uh, Sound of Sound. Does a great job on that. So anyway, th- that aside. The other thing that happened uh, this weekend is we tried. Um, Missy looked at me on Friday and she said, we have to get Easter bread. I was like, what do you mean Easter bread? We just go down and get a loaf of challah down at the the bakery, right? No, she goes, I want the European Easter bread. I said, no, what, it was, what is, even is that? And uh, it's, the be- it's the bread. It's not just sweet, but they bake hard-boiled eggs into it. And I've seen pictures of it, but I've never actually had it. And she called Alessi, our friend Paul Porter on uh, the home team, Saturday mornings at 11 a.m., by the way. Uh, we saw a picture on his social media, and that kind of pushed us to it. So we called Leslie, and we ordered this Easter bread. And Missy went to get it on Saturday. And it is, man, it's gorgeous. It's one of these big, round kind of breads. Uh, it's not a bunt cake. It's it's a bread. And it's like a challah bread. If you've had challah at Passover, you know what I'm talking about. It's kind of sweet and doughy, and it's got the egg yolk and butter mm-hmm. uh, glaze over the top. But they've baked hard-boiled egg. They dye these. They dye the hard-boiled eggs, and then they bake it with the bread. And man, uh, it looks amazing. The only thing I would say is this: um, the, the, uh, well, the bread tasted awesome. The eggs, you know what those t- eggs tasted like? hard-boiled eggs (laughs) and it was the kind of the oddest sensation like you cut a big wedge of this bread and then you've got to get the egg out of it and you peel the egg but you're trying to figure out where you're going to put the shells from the egg if that makes any sense yeah and you get a couple that drop into your bread and you get a you get this big delicious bite of this bread and then there's if you're not careful there's a little (laughs) crunching like you broke a crown uh, but anyway, so that was a new adventure for us at Easter. It was delicious and so good and beautiful. That said, I think next year when we call Leslie, I'll be like, hey, can you do the Easter bread, but not with the Easter eggs? And then we'll see. Maybe they can do it that way for us. I don't know. At any rate, uh, so as we look at uh, the Republic or the Republican, sorry, the Democrat race uh, for the primaries to see who's going to face uh, President Trump uh, in 2020, they keep adding candidates, and I'm not sure what number they're up to now. But if you remember 2016, it's very much like that. Do you remember 2016 where it just seemed like every five minutes there was somebody else who was announcing themselves to be running uh, for the Demo- or for the Republican nomination for president? My memory tells me there was at least 17 of them. There were so many of them that it was t- they were tiered. And so when they did the first set of debates— if you hadn't raised enough support, it was how many people, it was how much support you had raised and where you were standing in the polls. And if you were not in the in the top five or six, then you got second tiered. And if you weren't in the second tier, you got like the C-SPAN debate 
that nobody ever watches. Car- Carly Fiorina. You didn't. But, oh, yep. don't. Oh, I yep. feel bad now. You said Carly. Uh, okay. Before we jump into where we're at with this, uh, Carly Fiorina, and I, and I even told this story this weekend to somebody. We were talking about when you meet somebody who's famous and you don't know who they are, oh, and no. you that happened to me. You didn't call her Celine Dion or anything no, like that. Does, I, that's so. Now I feel bad. <laughs> now I feel. Barb's going to be mad at us. You know, I know this. I know, but that's, she doesn't look well. Yeah, maybe. This is what I do here on the show. I pretend like I'm the listener listening, and I'm talking no, to you. No, no, please. That's okay. That's okay. So here's what happened. Uh, back in sixteen, early sixteen, late fifteen. We had an event at the Ritz-Carlton down in Sarasota for candidates. And so Bobby, I think Bobby Jindal was there. Uh, Dennis Prager was there uh, as a moderator and several others. And so as we were in the VIP event prior to the actual uh, forum to the discussion, a really nice lady walked up and she and I just kind of started talking. And she said, oh, I, I said, hi, I'm Bill. Uh, she goes, oh, hey, she goes, you know, my grandparents used to bring me to Sarasota when I was a grandchild. And we had this lovely discussion about Sarasota. And I said, you know, this isn't like I said, 2015 through 2016. I said, if you're into investing uh, or that type of thing, I said, now is a great time to get into real estate down here because the market is coming back. But there are still some really great deals. And I just sounded like I knew everything and I talked way too much. And uh, she politely pretended like what I had to say was interesting. And then we went our separate ways and we go into the event. And then Barb Yoder, our general manager, gets up and goes. And now the former head of Hewlett Packard and candidate for the GOP nomination for president of the United States, Carly Fiorina. Downward slide whistle sound effect. Right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, next time I'm just going to get people water or hors d'oeuvres and keep my mouth shut. But anyway, you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's, we're, we're in this place again. And every five seconds, somebody is is introducing themselves as a candidate for the for the uh, Democrat nomination, and we're at that place too, where they're just making promises left and right. They're just throwing out whatever they can say. It's like when we were in junior high school and you're running for class president, and there's always that kid. Yep. The rich kid mm-hmm. back in the 80s who was wearing the Vanderbilt jeans and the Atabeads. Jordash. Yeah, Jordash and the Isad Lacoste. And they stand up and they go, I will make sure we have chocolate and milk in every water fountain. And na, 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 na. And they make these campaign speeches and these campaign promises. And I'm going to see if we can get a few extra days off. And you know none of that is true. You know, it's all yeah. malarkey, yes. which is a nice Irish way of saying that. Yeah. And uh, so we're now at that stage in the primary process where they're all making promises. Uh, if AOC was running and she's not eligible yet, she's too young, it would be it would be like even in a way, it's like watching a slow motion train wreck. It's even better. You know, you're just like, oh, oh keep promising. So the latest is Elizabeth Warren who is stepping up and saying, we're going to forgive college loan debt. Here's what we're going to do. $50,000 of debt forgiven 
for families that make less than $100,000. So there's this is what she's saying, that college debt has gotten out of control, mainly because it was guaranteed by the federal government, and so all the institutions raised their prices immediately, but they won't put that in the ad. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to anybody who's got college debt, we're going to erase it up to $50,000 if you're making under $100,000, which, hey, listen, I carried college debt. I, I did my best. I struggled for five years, uh, paying for my own way, yep. and then I couldn't ever finish. And they kept changing the program, and I was like, finally, I said, okay. And I got like a Pell Grant, and I think I ended up taking like $12,000 in student debt to finish my last year. 8.5% was the interest rate back then, brutal. But we got through it. You know, you did it, and you figured it out. Well, now people are running up millions and billions in college debt. Here's the total bill for all of that. If they do what what she says, six hundred and forty billion with a B dollars that we're just gonna eat. The lenders, the federal government, Sally May, six hundred forty billion with a B. With a B is what she's promising. So what comes out of that? A can you really do that? I think not. I don't think you're ever I don't I, I don't know I don't I don't care what majority you have. You're gonna work that through the House, you're gonna work that through the Senate, and you're gonna work it across the desk. I don't know if that happens. B and I I hate to be the grumpy old get off my grass man. But at some point, there's a level of responsibility that we bear for this. There is a level of responsibility you bear when you borrow money like that. And I'm not talking, listen, I think student loans have a place. I do. It's, it's tough. It's expensive. And, but I think what has happened is the credit card culture of kids who are in college, parents, you don't blame them. It's, listen, it's not the millennials' fault. It's not the guy with the hair bun who taught the guy with the hair bun to just borrow everything and never pay it back. It's the parents who live that lifestyle, who live off credit cards. So it used to be you got a college loan to cover your tuition, and then you worked and you delivered pizzas, or you waited tables, or you mowed yards, or whatever it is you did to pay for your room and board, you did that. Nowadays, and and even back to when my wife was in college, you see students borrowing the whole nine yards. Everything. Everything. Tuition. Room. Board. I want to go to the steakhouse on the weekend. Oh, yeah. I want to pay for my sorority or my frat fees. So pretty soon, what could have been a $10,000 loan or a $20,000 loan, and we had somebody who did this, Missy knew somebody who did this, they borrowed everything. They would go to the bursar's office, and they would have the check signed over to them. Yep. And then they would go out and buy new video game systems and speakers and 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 live this dream life for four years and then walk out and go, it's not fair. Nobody told me. I've borrowed this money. It's just, it's usury. It's horrible. Listen, there's a balance somewhere in the middle of there. But I don't think that balance is throwing $640 billion at student loan debt. There's got to be a better way. 
And if you want to talk to me about making college cheaper, I'm all on board. Maybe it starts with not giving the colleges the carte blanche to raise prices because, hey, government's guaranteeing the money anyway. I could be wrong, but I'm not. More to come on The Bill Bunkley Show. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-290-7100. That's 800-290-7100. 800-290-7100. Well, paint me red all over and send me to a four-alarm fire sirens blazing. <laughs> That's just about how you're going to feel when you win the Adventures in Odyssey Summer Family Getaway in Colorado Springs from Focus on the Family. An Adventures in Odyssey VIP experience, including an exclusive behind-the-scenes tour, airfare, hotel, and transportation included. Just log on to our station website, and just for entering, you'll receive a free downloadable PDF of Wooten's Wacky Word Games and Activities for hours of fun. This is so awesome! It sure is. Free word games and activities, and a chance to win a family vacation in Colorado Springs. You could win a great family vacation this summer, so log on now to our station website. Don't miss your chance to win. Enter to win the Adventures in Odyssey Summer Family Getaway today at letstalkfaith.com. And don't forget to listen to Adventures in Odyssey weeknights at 730 on Faith Talk, 570, 910, and at letstalkfaith.com. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-340-5765. 1-800-340-5765. That's 1-800-340-5765. Worried? Troubled? Upset? In turmoil? Chaos, distress, disaster. Hi, I'm Chuck Swindoll. That is a list of woes, huh? But here are four P's to help you handle them. Presence. Claim God's presence. Say to yourself, I'm not alone. Promises. Recount God's promises. 
You know there are over 7,000 of them in the Scriptures. How about prayer? Tell God about your worry. And then after doing that, leave it with Him. Patience. Wait on God rather than rushing in and messing things up. Trust in His provision. Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org. Hey, thanks so much for listening today to the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl filling in. Before we go any further, if uh, you were home during the day or at work and you happen to be able to flip the TV on around 1.30 in the afternoon, uh, check out TBN, Trinity Broadcasting Network, new program that debuted just today. It is called Better Together. And if you can imagine a program like The View, that it's actually pleasant to watch and not inflammatory and filled with nice people that have wonderful conversations that are uplifting, then you've got the idea of Better Together. It is a show made by women for women, encouraging women in a way that shows like The View just don't. And it's a spirit-filled conversation with folks like uh, Victoria Osteen, Lori Crouch, and Christine Kane. And it's just one of those things, listen, you might want to check that out if you're ready to be uplifted and talk about things like relationships and identity, social media, and stuff they'll never talk about on The View, which would be your relationship with God, your children, and your family. So it is called, again, Better Together. It debuted today, and it is on daily on TBN at 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 10:30 in Pacific uh 10:30 Pacific time and if you want to learn more about this show go to bettertogether.tv that's bettertogether.tv sounds pretty cool have to have a chance to check check that out the next time I'm home on a weekday uh, thanks so much for listening today I'm in for Bill Bunkley and one of the things that's uh kind of jumping off tomorrow April 23rd is the runoff election for Tampa's mayor and this is an interesting um this is an interesting time for us. Now, I am I am a citizen of Tampa, so I was able to vote uh, early over the weekend. After 16 years, and I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, Republican or Democrat, on a local level, we've been pretty blessed. Bob Buckhorn was an advocate for Tampa in a lot of ways. Not everything that he did, I approved of. I would say the same for Mayor Iorio. Not everything that she did was cool with me. But generally speaking, during some pretty tough times through the recession, they held the line. I would say particularly Mayor Iorio uh, was very good with budgetary issues. She and her proponents and those who were against her would say, you know, what she is at heart is an accountant. And and she was. Uh, I would say that the investment that Tampa has made in the city has been good. You've seen the development of Riverwalk that has led to uh, public and private uh, partnerships. You have seen uh, businesses pop up there like uh, Ulele and uh, Armature Works, uh, where the uh, where the uh, prayer brunch is going to be held here in, in just a couple of weeks. It's been pretty good. You've seen uh, pretty strong uh, prosperity in terms of jobs coming to the market. Florida on the uptick as a whole. I think Governor Rick Scott did a lot to uh, bring jobs here. But I think locally here in Tampa, guys like Jeff Vinnick, who've invested with guys like Bill Gates, have stepped up. And that impacts everybody. 
by the way, if you're listening, go, well, I don't really live in Tampa, so I don't care. Guess what? Tax base helps wherever you are in the Tampa Bay area. Jobs help. Jobs that pay more help. And so you want to stay on that track. And now we've got two candidates. You've got Jane Castor and you've got uh, 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 David Strauss, both of whom have had stellar careers within their fields. Jane is the uh, police chief, David Strauss as a banker in our community. And so folks are having to make that decision. And it's one of these where it looks like all the indicators are for Jane Castor. The polling is coming up something like 36%. Uh, Tampa Bay Times uh, political reporters talked to somewhere over 160 politicos on both sides of the aisle about who they thought would win. Out of those, only six picked David Strauss. Now, here's what's interesting. Remember the 2016 election when they were all but ready to pull the string that would release the balloons to celebrate Hillary Clinton's win. Yeah. And now you're in this situation where David Strauss has spent quite a bit of money in advertising. Uh, Jane certain Jane Castor, and I don't know her personally, uh, certainly does not have those deep pockets. He has gone on the... It's an interesting race because there's not an issue to be discontent with, but he's kind of gone on the war path, the anti-corruption war path, which people resonate with. And we all want uh, truth in government. But here's where it gets really dicey and where all those numbers go out the window. And it is the percentage of people, as in every election, who get out and vote. Right now, early voting has shown 16%. 16% of those eligible to vote in the city of Tampa, and I think we have a citizenry of around 350,000, so you can do the math there. Somewhere in the arena of 40,000 maybe have turned out to vote. This is where it gets dicey because what precincts do those voters come from? If it all is a, a certain part of the city, then one candidate benefits from that in terms of the socioeconomics. If it's another part of the city, you may get a disproportionate representation of the voting uh, body and then this is where you get upsets. This is where you have somebody win and you're saying, I have no idea how that happened, but that happened. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. We'll see who actually gets up and gets out of work a little early or at lunchtime and casts a ballot in that Tampa mayoral race. And we'll see what happens. And again, it's one of these situations you may not live in the city of Tampa, but whoever wins, it'll definitely affect you. Thanks for letting me uh, spend some time with you today. We'll continue uh, on Faith Talk 57910 and FM 102.1 in just a few moments. God bless. Here's an important question. How would you define true wealth? In terms of dollars? Or perhaps in terms of good health? Or maybe it's based on a happy family. All of those are important. But see what you think of this definition. The truly wealthy are those who enjoy what they have. In other words, true wealth has less to do with possessions and circumstances than it does with gratitude and contentedness. The Apostle Paul once wrote that he had learned to be content whether he had a lot or a little. In that case, 
I'd say he was truly a wealthy man. This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's definition of wealth on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life. Route 66, start your journey home today. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. The Supreme Court is going to be looking at LGBT demands on whether sexual orientation and so-called gender identity fall under civil rights laws. Attorney John Bursch of the Christian Legal Group Alliance Defending Freedoms says changing Title VII will have grave consequences. It will force businesses and schools to open spaces like showers, restrooms, and locker rooms to people of the opposite sex. It will undermine critical advancements for women by giving sports scholarships and other educational opportunities that they've earned to men who identify as women. The cases will be argued in the fall with decisions likely by June 2020 in the middle of the presidential election campaign. One of the cases involves a funeral home employee who was fired after disclosing that he intended to dress as a woman while on the job. Sri Lanka is blocking social media in the wake of the deadly Easter Sunday attacks against Christians. Sri Lanka's government cites the spread of false news reports in its decision to block Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram and other social media sites. Sri Lanka is majority Buddhist, but the island nation also has large Hindu, Muslim and Christian minorities and a long history of ethnic and sectarian conflict. A year ago, the government imposed a week-long ban over concerns that WhatsApp and other platforms were being used to fan anti-Muslim violence. The researchers say many Sri Lankans managed to find ways around those blocks, using virtual private networks to mask their computer's location. I'm Ben Thomas. A new report by the government's overseers of Medicare and Social Security urges lawmakers to take action sooner rather than later to address shortfalls in the financial condition of the government's bedrock retirement programs for middle- and working-class Americans. The report says Medicare is headed toward insolvency by 2026. Social Security would become insolvent in 2035, though that's one year later than previously estimated. On Wall Street, the data on by 48 points, the Nasdaq rose 17. More at townhall.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-607-3551. That's 800-607-3551. 800-607-3551. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Officials say SpaceX's new capsule for astronauts suffered an anomaly during a routine engine test firing in Florida, causing smoke to be seen for miles. 45th Space Wing spokesman Jim Williams tells Florida today the incident happened over the weekend at Cape Canaveral Air Force Station while the SpaceX Crew Dragon capsule was undergoing a static test fire. Williams says no one was injured and the anomaly was contained. 
SpaceX's Crew Dragon successfully flew without a crew to the International Space Station in March. Officials had previously said the first flight with astronauts could be as early as this summer, but the schedule is now under review. Jeremy House reporting. South Korean-based Samsung Corporation is pushing back this week against the public planned launch of its highly anticipated folding phone after reports that reviewers' phones were breaking. The company had been planning to release the Galaxy Fold this Friday. Samsung will announce a new release date in the coming weeks. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. Indiana State Police Commissioner Doug Carter says they are releasing new information and an updated sketch as they seek to identify a suspect they believe killed two girls hiking near Delphi, Indiana in 2017. We are also releasing video recovered from Libby's phone. This video has never before been previously released. The video shows a suspect walking on the bridge. The man is suspected of killing 14-year-old Liberty German and 13-year-old Abigail Williams. Commissioner Carter, speaking to the killer, says investigators believe their suspect may be from Delphi and is hiding in plain sight. We likely have interviewed you or someone close to you. We know that this is about power to you. And you want to know what we know. And one day, you will. Investigators believe the man is between the ages of 18 and 40. More on these stories at townhall.com. This hour is brought to you by EDI Travel. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTVN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsborough, 813-287-5700 or toll-free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Hey, thank you for joining us for the 5 o'clock hour of the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl, uh, stepping in and batting away for Bill, who's taking a break today. I have to tell you, Bill is just uh, tireless, even in recovery, even uh, from his health last year, kind of putting it all back together. You have to hand it to that guy going up to Tallahassee, uh, advocating for uh, conservative Christian uh, values and viewpoints uh, in the legislature and keeping an eye on things for us and bringing that home to us, and then all that goes along with that. So uh, we certainly are thankful for him. Uh, Today we've got a lot ahead of us. Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, Love Our City and how that movement has grown. We're going to talk to Dr. Evan Burroughs from First Baptist Church of College Hill about their Love Our City campaign over the last uh, week before Easter and how that impacted not only the people that were touched uh, on the other side of those gifts and that giving and that love and that sharing, but what it felt like for the people of God to reach out and to minister and to show Christ uh, to others in just, uh, just such a gentle, kind way. Also, a few weeks ago, we were so impacted at our Ladies' Night Out event. Well, 
I was not a lady at ladies' night out, so that was a little different for me. But so impacted by uh, Amberly Niece's message and what it means to reach out and to be compelled to show the love of God to others in, in neat ways. And I have to tell you, not only did she have our ladies laughing and almost rolling in the pews, but also some tears shed and some hearts touched. And so we'll share some of that a little bit later on as well. But before we get there, I have to say Easter was strange this year for us. On one hand, we have small children. And so it was not easy to stop things down and stop the train for us when we heard about what was going in Sri Lanka as so many were killed and others injured in intentional bombings of Christian churches on Easter Sunday. Uh, What it was like for us to be celebrating with pictures and Easter eggs and bright colors, and yet at the same time to know that our brothers and sisters in Christ were suffering greatly and pleading to God for mercy and for help and to know that where you and I maybe become upset because uh, they won't let us have our Bible in a certain place or uh, they don't like our thoughts and our ways and our Christian culture and sometimes we get guff for that. It's a whole different thing than I went to church and somebody bombed my church. And so on one hand, to be like Christ and to forgive and pray for our enemies and at the same time say, how do we stop this from happening again? There's a lot to pray for, a lot of people to pray for, a lot to think of, and a lot to hold on to as we trust God in these days and across our world. And I'm so thankful that we have a chance to talk about that today with you here on Faith Talk. Thank you for listening to Faith Talk 57910 FM 102.1. Back with Dr. Evan Burrows in just a few moments. I'm Bill Carl. Thank you so much for listening. Imagine your increase in sales with your web at the top of search engines getting first crack at millions of potential customers. We know how to make that happen. We're Salem Surround digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest ideas that could dramatically grow your profits. Getting your website at the top of search engines is a process that takes unusual expertise. Our team can help you achieve. In fact, we can put all your digital marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. There are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers. You've heard the saying, one good thing leads to another? It's true, especially when you're talking about CentOS. Choosing CentOS for your company's rental uniform leads you to the finest service, quality, and innovation. And now it leads you to popular Carhartt branded apparel. That's right. CentOS, the leading provider of rental uniform programs. And Carhartt, the premier brand of retail workwear, have partnered to bring you a new and exclusive offering. It's the Carhartt Rental Workwear Program, only from CentOS. 
You'll enjoy Centos's weekly pickup and delivery, professional cleaning and repairs. You'll look good and feel good wearing comfortable Carhartt branded apparel. You'll wear Carhartt to work, and Centos will do your laundry. The Carhartt Rental Workwear Program is exclusive to Centos. It's easy to get started. Have your company go to Centos.com for all the details. That's C-I-N-T-A-S dot com. Centos, the uniform people. Bible Line with Pastor Ralph Yankee Arnold. In the book of 1 Peter in chapter 4, it says that uh, we have a place reserved for us in heaven. Mm, the fate is not away. Eternal in the heavens. we got a place. So I already know I'm going to heaven. But uh, one of the greatest things you can do is that if you have trusted Christ as your Savior, let your loved ones know it. Bible Line, weekday mornings at 10 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Good afternoon. I'm Bill Carl. Thanks for listening to Faith Talk. Bill Bunkley taking a break today. And in just a few moments, if you've ever wondered how you can help, if you've ever wanted to go and serve, but you don't know quite where to begin, you'll love our conversation with Dr. Evan Burroughs. He's a pastor of First Baptist Church College Hill and also the host of Gaining Ground Saturday afternoons at four o'clock here on Faith Talk. And we'll be talking about Love Our City, a month long campaign uh, with First Baptist Church of College Hill uh, that was actually started by a friend of mine, uh, Tommy Colonin, in conjunction with the church over at Crossover, and what happened when the people at FBC College Hill got out and served powerfully. But first, uh, congratulations to our friends at TBN. Now, that's not us, ourselves, WTBN, but, you know, Trinity Broadcasting Networks. They have just uh, debuted a brand-new show during the day, it's called Better Together. It's a daily talk program. It's by women, for women, and encourages them in a way that shows like The View just can't. They just don't. If you're looking for a spirit-filled conversation, friendship, identity, finding your voice, then Better Together is for you. Victoria Osteen, uh, Lori Crouch, Christine Kane are all part of this program, and other ladies who step forward in a godly way to talk about friendships, social media, toxic relationships, all the things we all deal with all the time, but from a Christian worldview. Again, the name of the program is Better Together, and it's 1.30 in the afternoon daily on TBN. Hey, Dr. Evan Burroughs joins us from First Baptist Church of College Hill. Gaining Ground is heard uh, Saturdays and Sundays here on Faith Talk, Saturdays at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Happy Easter, Pastor. Thanks for uh, joining us on this Monday after I... I would imagine you're kind of like, hey, do I get a day off or what? Well, <laughs> thanks, Bill. My my Mondays are, uh, are not days off. I, I I do that later in the week. Well, I, I find, too, with pastors, there's never quite a whole day off. It seems like uh, you guys always get that call at 2 in the morning for uh, a hospital visit or uh, somebody's in some type of crisis, and so that calling kind of goes beyond uh, the 40 or 50 hour work week more often than not, I would imagine. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't get into this to do, uh, to do nine to five. Well, I got to tell you, we certainly appreciate you and gaining ground is such a, a wonderful ministry program here on faith talk. Wanted to get in touch with you because as you know, and I think you and I kind of follow each other on social media, I was looking, uh, and I'm not sure if it was Instagram or Facebook, 
but you guys were participating in the Love Our City program here recently and doing some great things in the Tampa Bay area. And I wanted to give you a chance to kind of talk about that and how that came to be at First Baptist Church College Hill and and kind of describe that program for our listeners a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We, um, every year we host a uh, leadership conference called Ignite here at the church. And it it started uh, with our in-house ministry leaders. And over the years, we've expanded it to um, other churches in the community. Uh, Last year, we invited Pastor Tommy Colonin from Crossover Church to be one of our presenters. Mm. And um, his presentation really was about this whole concept of loving our city. And it was, it was uh, being, a, being a good neighbor, um, allowing the, us to be the hands and feet of Jesus to the world and to our community. And so he shared a, a program that he and his church had been working through for the last three, four years, I guess. Right, that's and Crossover had, Church. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's crossover, and so it captured me. And that, that night, I, I purchased one of the kits, and we had a conversation. Told them that we were uh, going to be wanted to do it, and so we we, we decided to um, do it together. Now, uh, our churches did it individually, but do it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so, what we did was we agreed that it would culminate on Easter Sunday, and uh, for thirty days leading up to uh, to Easter. Uh, there was a study that went with it. Our small group ministries got involved. And then the final week was really about uh, going out into the community to show uh, the love of Jesus through acts of kindness. So how exactly did that last week play out then? Okay, well, we had uh, let's see, about, we had about 12 to 15 uh, projects that were um, proposed. Uh, for instance, we, we had uh, toiletry gift bags that we just went out into the neighborhood, uh, went out to a local um, strip mall and engaged people and, and gave them bags with uh, toiletry items for people that, that were perhaps, they may or may not have been on the streets, but we, we did that. We had um, groups go to the local laundromat, laundry, um, laundromat and assist people with, their, with paying for their laundry. Wow. We would um, engage them and um, just no strings attached, which was, you know, something you had to overcome because no one's used to doing that or seeing it. And so people were initially a little skeptical, but the whole idea was we were not there to proselytize. We were not there to try to convert on the spot or any of those things. We just uh, said, listen, this is, is Easter, and we as a church family just wanted to, to love on our community. And so we... we paid for their for their laundry and then we uh had a group that went to the local eateries like uh, kentucky fried chicken mcdonald's and uh just gave out five dollar coupons to to folks that were coming in and, and to help them with their with their meal we also took um uh, meals to the local fire station we uh served uh, one of our schools to the teachers uh breakfast uh we had a pop-up shop for young ladies that were looking for prom dresses for uh, their proms, and this was all free of charge. They could they could come in and get it. And then we had a, a clothes giveaway uh, in the community, and anybody could come and um, pick articles of clothing that was all uh, donated. We also had a uh, what we call a cookie prayer set up, mm-hmm. where people, whether they were walking by, 
driving by. We call it drive-through prayer. They can come through and we pray with them. And we had people come in and says, you know, I'm going through some stuff. Can you pray with me? And so that was a great opportunity to to uh, engage our community. Uh, a part of it also, we canvassed. We went out one afternoon and just went throughout the whole neighborhood just inviting folks to, to Easter services. And that was also um, well attended by our membership. And so at the end of the day, we probably had uh, close to 400 people that uh, actively participated in the projects. And so those, and some of them are still coming in because some people didn't even register their project. They just went out and did stuff. Wow. That uh, is so cool. Yeah. We're talking with uh, Dr. Evan Burroughs. He's the pastor of First Baptist Church College Hill. You hear him on Saturday afternoons at 4 o'clock during Gaining Ground talking about the Love Our City ministry that went on over the last month and particularly that last week before Easter, uh, reaching out into the Tampa Bay community. You know, it's uh, it's kind of neat, uh, Dr. Burroughs. Tommy and I, Tommy Clonin and I went to school together, and so he and I have connected oh. on, on Love Our City before and, and talked uh-huh. about it, and it's just so great to see that ministry spread and to be something that, you know, churches, we— we kind of do say, well, we all work together, we're all one family, but it's easy to become territorial. It's neat to Absolutely. really, it's neat to see this really work in a way that is in hand in hand, that is hand in hand uh, with the other churches. What are some of the other things that you observed during this last week uh, before Easter that maybe touched your heart in the midst of all this service? Well, I, I think one of our staff mentioned this morning that that she believed that this effort, this outreach, did more for us than it did for the people we went to. Hmm. Uh, There was just a sense of, there was a real sense of um, engagement. And and, and people who typically would be considered, quote-unquote, pew-sitters, but were out there engaged and, and happy to be, serving our community. It was just an, an awesome experience. I think uh, that the transformation in our people, I, I pray it's not short-term, mm-hmm. but I can see an excitement that, that came about when we realized that that we've been called to not only you know, share a witness in terms of the gospel, but that we were to uh, reach out to the least of these. And it wasn't only you know the poor and downtrodden, because sometimes we spend most of our time with those who we consider to be less fortunate. But there are also other people that are, that are going through the same challenges in life, hurting the same. But they may be in, a, in another socioeconomic bracket, but their, their frustrations and their pain and their hurt uh, is no less. And so we had an opportunity, I think, to engage at multiple levels in, in our community. And I think uh, our people, uh, what impressed me most was that they were engaged and I could see a, a, a shift in our thinking mm. that, indeed, we can make a difference in the community where we serve. That's so powerful. And I think it, it, it's a type of thing that has legs to grow in the future to where maybe not just uh, within our own uh, churches we become engaged, but as a Christian community overall, uh, we begin to find those connections with each other and reach out and do some amazing things. And it's so cool to hear that that sort of galvanized the people in your pews at First Baptist Church College Hill to kind of take what I'm sure what you tell them every Sunday, hey, get out and reach somebody and say, oh, this is actually how we do it. Yes. 
uh, had an incredible story. I don't know how much time you have left. Go for it. Uh, one, of our mem- one of our members following her project uh, was going home and needed some gas. And so she had been praying that God would, would lead her to somebody to help that day, but she was trying to make up her mind. She decided to go and get the gas. So she got to the gas station, put in her card, and it was declined. So she says, well, I know it's not the card. I, got, I, I, I do have funds. So she went inside so that they could process it through the cashier on the inside. So happened she was standing behind a lady, and, and, and the Holy Spirit prompted her to ask the lady, she says, you know, are you getting gas? And the lady says, yes, my card was declined at the pump. And so she said, well, um, if you don't mind me asking, how much will you plan on spending for gas? And the lady told her how much she was going to spend, and uh, the lady from our church says, I got you. Mm. And the lady was, what did you say? She says, I've got you. And she says, well, why would you do something like that? And she said, well, if you see the shirt I have on, it says, love our city. My church is out today showing the love of Jesus to our community, and I just want to bless you. So she was like, well, what do you need from me? Nothing. I just want to bless you. And the lady said to her, she says, you don't know how much this means to me. She said, I needed gas, but I am down to my last. Uh, God bless you and thank you so much for doing it. And so those are the kinds of stories that were just so compelling. Mm. And she came back just deeply moved. In fact, she texted me right after it was over and said, Pastor, you would just not believe what happened. Uh, and so those are the kinds of, of things that um, have left a lasting impact on our church. That's so powerful. And it's so good to hear uh, that it goes both ways. It's been so nice to talk with my friend, Dr. Evan Burroughs from First Baptist Church College Hill. Catch Gaining Ground this Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock here on Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. Thank you, Dr. Burroughs. Thank you. Coming up next on Faith Talk, a few weeks ago, we had Amberly Neese in for our Ladies' Night Out event at Bell Shoals Baptist Church, and she had those ladies rolling in the pews. So funny, so current, and you know, it's so real. And at the end of it, not just laughter, but tears as people really heard from God that night. I thought today we'd share some of that message with you as uh, we continue on with the Bill Bunkley Show. Coming up next here on Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. This is the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Supreme Court will tackle the issue on whether the main federal civil rights law that prohibits employment discrimination applies to LGBT people. The U.S. State Department confirming that at least four Americans were killed in a series of Easter Sunday bombings that rocked Sri Lanka. The department says that in addition to those killed, several others were seriously injured. Nearly 300 people total were killed in the explosions. Kansas' new Democratic governor, Laura Kelly, has vetoed a measure that would require abortion providers to tell patients about a disputed treatment to stop a medication abortion after it's been started. Starting in May, the U.S. will impose sanctions on five countries if they continue to import oil from Iran. China, India, and Japan, South Korea, and Turkey have received exemptions from the U.S., but that's coming to an end. This is SRN News. We are here to give you strength between Sundays. The author of the book of Hebrews said, Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, exhorting one another. Be accountable to somebody. We are here 
for you. Faith Talk AM 570, online at letstalkfaith.com. Well, paint me red all over and send me to a four-alarm fire sirens blazing. <laughs> That's just about how you're going to feel when you win the Adventures in Odyssey Summer Family Getaway in Colorado Springs from Focus on the Family, an Adventures in Odyssey VIP experience, including an exclusive behind-the-scenes tour, airfare, hotel, and transportation included. Just log on to our station website. And just for entering, you'll receive a free downloadable PDF of Wooten's Wacky Word Games and Activities for hours of fun. This is so awesome. It sure is. Free word games and activities and a chance to win a family vacation in Colorado Springs. You could win a great family vacation this summer. So log on now to our station website. Don't miss your chance to win. Enter to win the Adventures in Odyssey Summer Family Getaway today at letstalkfaith.com. And don't forget to listen to Adventures in Odyssey weeknights at 7.30 on Faith Talk, 570, 910, and at letstalkfaith.com. Sacrifice. When you have children, sacrifice just comes with the territory. You sacrifice a new club for a new baseball glove. You sacrifice a weekend getaway for a church missions trip. You sacrifice because you love your child and you want them to have every advantage. Let us help you lessen the sacrifice it takes to send your son or daughter to the finest Christian schools in Tampa Bay by half. That's right. When you go to ChristianTuitions.com, you'll find half-off tuition for some of our community's most reputable faith-based schools, ranging from preschool all the way to Bible college. And you won't have to sacrifice hours in the car either. Our partner schools are located throughout the Bay Area. Chances are... There's one near you. You want the best for your child. You're willing to sacrifice. And here at Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910, we're ready to help with half-price tuition to faith-based schools. Explore your options today at ChristianTuitions.com. That's ChristianTuitions.com. Hi, my name is Fernando Cespedes with Family Focus Insurance Solutions. Are you disappointed with your health insurance plan? Do you have Medicare or are you new to Medicare? Are all the options confusing? Then please give us a call at 813-533-3000. At Family Focus Insurance Solutions, we have been assisting our Florida neighbors for years. Our certified staff can meet with you and provide clear guidance with sincere respect. Call Family Focus Insurance today at 813-533-3000. Welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl filling in today. So many awesome chances to win at letstalkfaith.com. Basically, if you enter everything and win everything, you could be spending your whole summer traveling to really cool places and doing really cool things. <laughs> I know, getting a little low there. Uh, yeah, you could possibly win a trip to Colorado Springs, the Adventures and Odyssey Summer Family Getaway. Uh, if you're like, hey, you know what, I love my family, but I need to break away with the gals, the girls, there's the Better Together Girlfriend Getaway for four. You could be heading out, I think, to actually go see this thing uh, get uh, broadcast on TBN. By the way, TBN's new program, uh, Better Together Weekday Afternoons at 1.30, that's Trinity Broadcasting Network, uh, and you'll get to go to a Lauren Daigle concert and spa and all that kind of stuff. So a couple of different ways you could win at letstalkfaith.com. Uh, on a more sober note, with everything that's been talked about recently in terms of late-term abortion, uh, disrespect for life, uh, and the stand that Christians are making 
Uh, we have an opportunity coming up in May that I can't tell you a whole lot about now, but it involves providing uh, ultrasound machines so that women can see that what is inside them is not a what, but a who. And we'll have more on that. Right now, though, as we get ready to cap off the program today, uh, a couple of weeks ago, our friend Amberly Nee spoke to the ladies at Bell Shoals Baptist Church, our ladies' night out event, a packed house, and in so many ways ministered so powerfully through laughter and also tears. And I wanted to share just a little bit of that with you on this last segment of the Bill Bunkley Show here on this Monday after Easter. Here's Amberly Meese. So Oprah gets to have her favorite things, right? Well, I think I should have my favorite things too, right, y'all? Okay, so I'm going to share with you my absolute favorite verse in all the world. And I have to keep it here because um, I, I can't remember anything anymore. I used to be smart, y'all. I used to have dizzying intellect, right? And then I had children. And I'm not like a medical professional, but the truth is I have a theory, and this is what I'm sticking with. I used to be brilliant, and then, then when my kids came, I had a pediatrician who said that breast milk is brain food. So I've decided I donated my brains to my children because they're brilliant, and I'm dumb as a stick. So I'm going to stick this right here. So I can stay. Some of you are like, wait a second, I did formula and I'm stupid. I got nothing for you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> nothing. So my favorite verse is Joshua 1.9. And it says this, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And it sounds like just in the announcements, just in what God is doing, there's some discouragement and some fear going on. And so I just want to hopefully encourage you that God has promises on which we can rely. So it starts off with do not. And when I first became a believer, I'll be honest with you, I saw a whole lot of red lights, right? I'd heard about all the things that Christians could not do. But the more that I grew in him, the realize, I realized, no, no, there are a lot of green lights, so many green lights. But if there is a red light, it's because there's a warning, right? Because he loves us so much, he wants us to stay away from the things that will hurt us. When I was a little kid, I loved to watch my mom put on her makeup. Y'all, it was perfection, right? I mean, I, she would, first of all, she'd make the ugliest faces to put on her makeup. Uh, I mean, like it was hilarious, you know, with the mascara. But my mom had this thing called an eyelash curler. Oh, y'all. If you've never seen one, it kind of looks like something they would use to get information out of spies. Am I right? Tell us all the information or we will squish your finger. We will do it, right? But my mom used to put this thing on. Now, we have, long, we have long eyelashes in our family, which doesn't happen. Usually, they're wasted on little boys. Am I right? <laughs> Those of you who do Sunday school, you're like, this is unbiblical how long this kid's eyelashes are, right? And the little girls are there stubby. Ding, 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 right? We actually have pretty good eyelashes in our house. But when my mom put on the mascara, it was like, oh, Right? But when she put the little eyelash curler on, it was like, like she, it was awesome. So I used to watch, and my mom would say, just wait, there'll come a day. Please wait, there, there'll come a time where I will teach you how to use this. Well, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. So one day when it was a half day from school, I went home, and I thought, this is my time. My mom's not home. This is what I'll do. So I put on the mascara, 
right? And I put on the eyelash curler, and I'm telling y'all, the eyelashes, it was unbelievable, right? The problem is I forgot to open it up before I pulled it away from my eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, think about it. If you pull one nose hair, am I right? You're like, nah, 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 nah. right? Can you imagine? I plucked, I mean, I could hear, ding, 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 ding. By the way, when I tell this story, my eyes still waters. It's like, mm-hmm, funny, funny lady, funny, right? But I pulled them out, and of course, at the beginning, my eye was, it was so, it, my, it was watering, and I couldn't open my eye, and I thought, I've blinded myself right here. I'm going to be the cutest junior high pirate ever in the history of, and finally when I was able to uh, uh, open my eye, I realized I missed a couple. So there were a couple on the side going, nah, 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 you missed, nah, 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 nah. well, I will not be mocked. So I cut those off, right? <laughs> so now I was like, whoop, whoop, right? Well, that just looked ridiculous. <laughs> so I took the scissors and cut the other half off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When my mom came home that day, she did the same thing that she always did, which she put the keys on the table and walk in. And on this particular day, she says, hey, baby, how was your day? Oh, my gosh. And I was like, she says, what did you do? And, you know, when you, when you do something like that, if you, if you hurt yourself, you can make up an epic lie, right? Not that I'm saying that that's right because God does not love lies. However, if you hurt yourself... You can say, like, I was uh, skiing down a black diamond, and it was epic. It was so amazing, right? With your eyelashes, you ain't, you, there's nothing, right? Like, um, well, there was a terrible Yeti that likes to, I mean, like, you got nothing. And she said, didn't you know, it, I, I said that for your protection. And God says to us, do not. But the do nots that he's giving us are so encouraging. He says, do not be afraid. I'll be honest with you, this is a season of fear for me. This year, this year, this year, I turn 50. Yeah! Woo! You guys are clapping because you're not 50 yet. Thanks a lot. Like, better you than me. (laughs) There's a lot of fear when it comes to 50, y'all. There's some things that I miss about youth. I'll be honest with you. Like I said, I miss my brain. I... I am checking myself all the time for keys and the phone. Half the time I'm on the phone, right? I'll say to somebody, as soon as I can find my calendar, I will, right? And they're like, wait, aren't, aren't you on your phone? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, right? But I stand at the door and I pat myself like, do I have my keys? Do I have or whatever? So when I go through airport security and they're like, ma'am, we're going to have to pat you down. I'm like, bring it. I've been touching myself all day trying to find the keys. Come on, Right? You know what else I miss? I miss sneezing without crossing my legs. Right? Right? Am I right? Wasn't that, those were fun times, right? I used to, my sneezes were also small when I was young. And now I'm like, ah! Right? But, ah! Oh gosh, oh gosh. Right? My kids are like, Mom, why do you cross your legs? I'm like, because I'm so graceful. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Right? Also, 
Some of y'all can relate to this. Also, it's possible that uh, it's possible that I'm in danger. Let me explain. I said to my husband recently, baby, do you remember when we were young in biology class and the teacher told us that hair was there for our protection? He said, yeah, and I said, your ears are in a lot of danger, <laughs> right? Like DEFCON 4, like bomb shelter, right? And he's a smart man, so he never mentioned the fact that I look like ZZ Top most of the days, right? I used to be able to drive without tweezers in my car, right? Those were the days, right? Now, here's what's amazing, y'all. If we try to grow out our bangs, do you guys remember? Like when, in 80s especially, first of all, if you did not live through the 80s, you missed some of the most beautiful display of hair spray usage ever, right? I had bangs that could have poked your eyeball out, right? Sorry, sorry, right? But something strange has happened to me. I, he's smart and he hasn't said like, sweetheart, um, just so you know, your chin is also in peril, right? Because when you try to grow out your bangs, it takes forever, right? Forever. You're like, I'm growing out my bangs. This has been a really rough year. I mean, it just takes forever. Overnight, Like, when did that happen? When did I become Billy Goat Scruff? Right here, looking at it. And then you say to your friends, why didn't you tell me? When were you going to tell me that this was happening? I can feel it floating in the breeze. Like, when were you going to say, hey, sister, I love you. Pluck a Zulu. Okay, something. Nothing. Miss it. There's a lot to be afraid of. And yet God says to me, in whatever season I am, do not be afraid. What a kind thing to say. In fact, 365 times in the Bible are the words, do not be afraid. Why? Because he knew we would struggle. And every day there's a new mercy waiting for us. There's a new call to not be afraid. So the first do not is do not be afraid. It also says do not be discouraged. I'll be honest with you. Discouragement often happens when I'm going my own way and not really involving God in the process. Like, oh, we got this. Let's just, we're just, I mean, you know, maybe I'm the only one that does this, but that's usually when discouragement happens, when I go my own way. When I was in college, I was in Bible college, there was a boy in one of my classes, y'all. He was, he was beautiful, (laughs) right? Have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? You say, wow, God, nice work, right? Or Niagara Falls, well done, God, right? I took one look at this boy and I'm like, Oh, God, you really outdid yourself on that one. (laughs) He is so pretty, right? Beautiful. The man is beautiful. And you know what? I went my own way. I thought, I'm certain. I'm certain I'm going to have children with this man. I'm certain we're going to run off into the Christian sunset. This is going to be awesome, right? And so I decided, I didn't even talk to God about it. I decided I was going to wow him with Bible study. Because I know guys sitting in their locker room go, Yo, she's ugly, but she can put a thing together on Ephesians. It's unbelievable, right? I'm sure that's what they do, right? So I decided I was going to do something on light. If you ever want to dig into God's word and find some really amazing encouragement, just look up light. It's all over. It starts in the beginning with Genesis where God said, let there be light and there was light. 
And it goes through where Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. And then he gives us the same responsibility in Matthew 5. Unbelievable. So awesome. So I decided I was going to come up with this Bible study. And so I wrote everything at that time. I wrote everything on three by five cards. So I started doing this study and I got to the armor of light in Ephesians. If you ever have the opportunity, unpack the, the armor of light. It talks about things like feet that are fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace and, and the, and the uh, sword of truth. I mean, like, it's so good, right? So I had these on my three by five cards. I'm rocking it. And right before I leave, my roommate says, oh my gosh, I have the most amazing shirt. You've got to wear it. And I said, why? And she says, well, it's because you're doing the thing on light, right? This is like so perfect. So I said, okay, what is it? She says, it has mirrored buttons. I'm telling you, those of you who missed the 80s, we had it going on in the button department. Am I right? We had the spiritual gift of button cover. We were awesome. So there I was. And I looked pretty good. I felt pretty good. Do you ever have those days? Some days you go, I'm going to sell myself on eBay right now. But on this particular day, I'm thinking, I look pretty good. And I can't wait for Dean. That was his name. Beautiful man. I can't wait for Dean Duncan. Sorry, some of you are like, she has a lust problem. Why is she talking to us about Christian stuff? But I did. He was pretty. He's so pretty. And I thought Dean is going to be there and he's going to be wowed by me. Right? And so it's all good. So I get to the, the venue and I look around and I realize I have my glasses on. And it's not that glasses are ugly, but I just wanted to look as good as I could. And I wanted him to be able to look into my eyes. Right? So I took my glasses off. I couldn't see a diddly squat. Right? <laughs> But I was looking good, right? That's all that matters. So I start, I start going through those cards, all those scriptures that I was talking about, just so encouraging. God's word is so good. And I get to the armor of light and my roommate stands up in the back. I can tell it's her, but I, my roommate stands up and she's making hand motions. She's like, and I said, I'm thinking, Satan, get behind me. Like you are so distracting to me. So she starts getting more vehement. And I'm like, yes, praise the Lord. Yes. So I get to the next flashcard. It's like one of those slow motion things. I get to the breastplate of righteousness. And I realize what you're saying to me is your shirt is open. Right? And I looked down and indeed, all the way to my belly button. How you doing, right? <laughs> oh yeah. So I buttoned the shirt back up and I go on. It was weird. So many people came to Christ that night. I don't know where to file that. So <laughs> at the end of the night, I put my glasses back on and I look out and I realize Dean Duncan is nowhere in the audience, and y'all, oh, I had church. I was so excited. I wanted to pass the offering plate. That was so good. Like, oh, he didn't see, right? So I'm leaving, and I'm just thinking, Jesus, thank you so much. I'm st- I went ahead of you. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he, I can see him running across the campus, y'all. It was like a gazelle. It was like, oh, this is the Song of Solomon coming my way right now. Woo! And he says, so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I missed this. I have like three tests tomorrow and I, I knew you'd forgive me. I'm so sorry. I said, no, no, really, it's fine. It's fine. I totally forgive you. You're forgiven. You're total forgiveness. It's all good, right? 
And he says, no, I just, you're my friend. I hate that. I was friend zone before friend zone was a thing, right? You're my friend. And I'm just so sorry I miss it. I said, really, Dean, it's okay. I forgive you. And he says, but I heard it was awesome. I said, oh, you, you heard about the study? He goes, yeah. I heard your breastplate is really righteous. <laughs> yeah. But my last name is clearly not Duncan, so that not, did not work out like I had planned. But I get discouraged when I put my plans before the Lord. Before the Lord's. Not before the Lord, but before the Lord's. I do get discouraged. It's easy to get that way. We need to remember who it is that loves us. When he says, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. And this is the good part. Oh, I love this part. For the Lord. That's such a critical prepositional phrase as far as I'm concerned. Remember the Lord. We're talking about the creator of heaven and earth, right? The creator of heaven and earth, the creator of all things wonderful, the creator of the one who invented bread. We just get a witness right there. Boom. So thankful that Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He did not say I'm the quinoa of life, right? I love me some kale, but mm, I love me some bread, right? The one who made bread was made by the Lord, right? So good. I'm so thankful for that. By the way, speaking of bread, I'm really sad at the state of affairs in our dieting. I'm going to be honest. I'm on the paleo diet right now. I'm feeling good about that, right? But I have so many friends that won't eat bread with me anymore. Like, no, I'm on keto. No, I'm on blah, blah, blah. We have some people over in the expo that are, in, that are exercise people. And I just have to say, I think they would make a lot of money if they would just combine food and exercise. Go with me on this. What if we did fro-yo-ga? Right? <laughs> How about CrossFit to Cheney Alfredo, right? How about, well, there's Pilates, but how about Pilates, (laughs) right? Or PX30 Donuts. I mean, I would be in. I think that would be so good. But we need to remember who the Lord is. When I really think about how God is so good to me, how he puts up with my shenanigans and yet send his son to die for me, it's overwhelming. I am a crier, I'll admit it. And I cry big. Some of you are cute little criers, right? You're like, ooh, 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 right? I don't know about you, but Yvette, oh my gosh, the radio loose lady, first of all, she is genetically perfect. I want to punch her in the neck in the name of all it's holy, right? I love to watch the novelas. I I speak another of the the language. It's so fantastic. But the women on those programs are so beautiful. And their lip gloss always stays on point, right? Even when they're crying, they're like, Ricardo, you broke my heart in a thousand pieces. I want that. But instead I get... I kind of sound like uh, somebody stepping on a gerbil. I'll be really honest with you. <laughs> and there are times in church, I'm so moved that I start that <laughs> in, the, in the pew, right? 
And my family's used to it, so they're down. But I get so overwhelmed, and then I try to talk. That's hilarious, right? When, when somebody's really upset, and you're trying to talk to them, they're like, you're like, are you okay? And you're like, I just, right? That's me. But I get overwhelmed at the love of God, where I just think, wow, wow, God loves me. That is such a gift. And I just get totally overwhelmed. His love is overwhelming. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord. He is the beginning of all things, and he is crazy about each of us. Then it says, the Lord, your God. Woo! This is, this is so good. I love the your God. I love that. It's a, it's a personal thing. I will tell you that one of my favorite classes when I was in college was history. And I am not a history person. You know those people, those history people? Well, you know, actually, the der- derivation of that is blah, 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 Right? That was me. I used to hate history. I used to not understand. Now I geek out about it. But there was a time that I didn't understand why people liked history. It's like, because it, all of my teachers in high school were pretty much like, here is a list of dead people. If you'll just memorize this list and the years that they died, and that's the test. And so I'd memorize it and... And do well on the test. But after that, I was like, this has no connection to my life. And then I had a friend who said, oh, my gosh, there is a teacher at the community college by us. And he's amazing. He's German. It's kind of hard to understand him. But he is amazing. He loves history. you got to take history with him. So I said, okay. So I sign up. Very first day, this man wins my heart. He does have a really thick accent. It was very hard to understand him at times. I would find myself like at the end of my seat to try to hear him, right? He would say, like, he would read history things like it was the National Enquirer, right? All the scandal. He'd be like, Marie Antoinette was, let's say, popular with the boys, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Right? We were all in. It was like, oh, so good. Like, wow, I didn't know that about Marie Antoinette. Good for her, right? But he just made history come to life. And at the end of the class, somebody said, Dr. K, Dr. Kirkenmeyer was his name. Dr. K, why do you teach history? He says, when I was four years old, my father went off to the war. And he told me that I was the man at the house. And I was to take that job very seriously. He says, and I knew that he had left, he left our home so that he could fight the, the uh, Americans and the British. He said, so I began a hate of those two people. He says, and I remember the time that I'd heard in the streets that when the Americans or the British take a town, they run a tank through the middle of the town to show that they are victorious. And I hated that. I thought, how prideful, how rotten. I hate them so much. He says, and I remember the day, I was five, when the Americans took our town. And I was devastated. But I knew I had a job to protect my family, so I put my arms in front of my house. I, I was only five, but I made the meanest German face I could at five, right? He says, I was, I was peering at the tank as it came. And it came, and I stretched my arms out even wider. And I made an even meaner face. He says, on the tank, it stopped. He says, and it opened up. And I saw something I'd never seen before. I saw the face of an African-American. He says, and it was unlike anything I'd seen before. His, his face was so black, but his teeth were so white. He says, and that soldier reached down into the tank and gave me a Hershey bar. 
He says, to this day, I love black people and I love Hershey bars. How brave and how awesome of that American soldier to give this young boy. He knew exactly what that young boy needed to be reached. And when we said, well, then why do you teach history in America? He says, he reached out to me and it is my job to reach out to you. Sisters, when we understand the great love of God and the fact that he reached down, he reached out to us to show his love, we can't help. We are compelled to turn around and love others well. That is Amberly Neese as she spoke to our Ladies' Night Out crowd a few weeks ago to Bell Shoals Baptist Church. And that is a great way to finish up today, that we are compelled by the love of God to love others well in any opportunity and context in which we possibly can. Thanks so much for listening today. Bill Bunkley returns tomorrow. Good night. God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.